Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's Ashley. It's Naz. It's Lauren. Jonathan. And Jonathan. And it's Jonathan. Hi. Yes. <laughs> it's Jonathan. It's Jonathan. It's Jonathan. <laughs> All right, guys. It's Jonathan Bennett. And you may know him as Aaron Samuels because it is October 3rd. We decided to have our friend on. And Jonathan, how annoying is it? Like to Aaron be, Samuels from Mean Girls. To be Aaron Samuels. <laughs> yes, we don't sorry. even need to clarify. It's so honestly. epic. It's like Cher or Madonna. But does it get tiring that you're so known for one role when you've done so much? Yeah, that's so annoying. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for no- noticing. Um, no, I'm <laughs> uh, Okay, so, yeah, you know what? Is it, is it annoying? No. Is it flattering? Yes. It, it, it's a weird thing. I always say, they go, everyone, you know, this, I get this question asked a lot. And I always think it's, it's a really funny answer because... Like, is it annoying? Well, not really. Is it strange? Absolutely. Um, Because what do you do when Mean Girls is your first movie you've ever been in? Like, where do you go from that, right? Like, there's never going to be another movie because, the you know, as actors, we get, you get so many, like, Mean Girls in your career. And usually you get one. I happen to have that at my, Mm -hmm. as my first movie. So no matter my comparison- no matter what movie or TV show I do in the hundreds that I've done over 20 years, mm-hmm. like not that, not that no one sees them, everyone watches them. It's just that you're always going to be Aaron Samuels to people's hearts because that's where they met you and that's and where they fell in love with that movie. And so it's a really flattering thing. And it's also, you know, it's a, it's a fun movie to be a part of because it brings people so much joy, right? It's mm-hmm. like one of those movies I always say, you know, people come up and they quote it and they, you know, say things from the movie to you all the time. They like every single line. I've, I've heard it. You, uh, you're not the first person to tell me my hair looks sexy pushback. It's very sweet. But yeah. what's so funny is, you know, this this happened. Uh, I'll tell you a story. When my dad, my dad was dying of brain cancer. Mm. I know it's OK. Mm. We'll, we'll go there. But it's, it's a good story. So he was he was in his last few months and he took me to Applebee's. We were having dinner, and the waitress wanted to take a picture with me, and I didn't want to do it because I was being a brat, and my dad was sick, and I was really cranky, and I wasn't, like, in a mood to do anything, and my dad was like, do it, do it, you got to, Mm -hmm. and so I took a picture with this waitress, and uh, then I like stormed off to the car and was like being a brat. I was like, dad, can we just have dinner? Cause I knew it was going to be one of the last times I would have dinner out of the house with my dad. And so I was like, can we just have dinner, dad? Come on. And then he, he followed me and he goes, John, look in there. And I looked in the window and the girl was, I mean, she had to have been 17, 18. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm too old to understand ages anymore, Uh but like same, I have no concept of age. He, he looked at me and said, he goes, look through the window. And I looked through the window and there's this, 
waitress that is on her phone calling her like mom or whoever and she almost had tears in her eyes and she was like jumping up and down and all the waitresses around her were all like they were all just like giddy and like happy and like you could tell they were just so flustered and smiling and my dad goes when was the last time you saw someone that happy Mm. and i was like "Ooh." That's a good point. And, and that's when you realize, like, Mean Girls isn't a movie. It's a part of people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. movie that they quote constantly to their friends. It's in their dialogue, their daily dialogue. It's a movie that you watch when you break up with your first boyfriend. It's a movie you watch with your best girlfriends when you reunite and haven't seen mm-hmm. each other in a year. It's the movie you watch when you're sick at home and have the flu. There's such, like, a comfort to the movie that, like, to be a part of that... It never gets old. That's why when right. you know people say like, "Is it annoying?" No, it's it's weird. But I also don't know what it's like to not walk into a Starbucks and have the barista write Aaron Samuels on your cup. Like, <laughs> That's so I can't cool. remember life before Aaron. Like, what was it like to just walk in somewhere and not have everyone be like? Oh my gosh, your hair looks sexy. Push back. October 3rd, fetch. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. I can't wow. remember. So funny. Well, you brought up, you know, people quoting the movie and stuff. And I always wonder this when I talk to actors, like, is there a line that you've said, whether it was a Mean Girls or anything else you've been in that is just like stuck with you? Like for some reason? Mm. Oh man. Um, I think when I did Van, I think... I think, I mean, there's a couple that stick with me. Like one would be, um, I know this is so simple, but when I think I say, I love, I say, I love you, Mm -hmm. um, to my husband in the Christmas house one, which was the Hallmark Christmas movie I did last year, that one stuck with me because it was like the first time you were getting to see in like one of the major Christmas movies that come on that we all love two men in love saying I love you to each other mm-hmm. on screen. So that was like a heavy hitting moment where it felt like good to say those words. And I think doing like Van Wilder freshman year, you know, like stepping into Ryan Reynolds shoes and getting to say, write that down, mm-hmm. which was like one of my favorite mo- like movies of all time growing up, watching the original Van Wilder. And mm-hmm. when he would always like turn to people and go, write that down. Like, <laughs> It was such an iconic moment for me. And I got to say that in Ben Wilder freshman year when I replaced him. I had a couple of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to say, write that down, which Ryan Reynolds has coined and like made his and I'm about to screw it up. Great. So, which was very funny because I met him the day before I flew to Atlanta to shoot Ben Wilder on coincidence. What? I'm at the gym. Let me walk you through it. I'm at Equinox Sunset. West Hollywood. Duh. He pulls up on his motorcycle in like the underground parking garage. That's looks cool. all cool and like badass. And he's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm and I'm coming down the escalator and there's an escalator going up and he's going up it. And I'm like, wait, I'm what <laughs> that's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. So weird. What do wait, I do? What do I do? Wait, and I'm like, do I say like something? Movie. Do I say it's something? Like and then movie. in the moment, I'm like, if there's ever a time that say I have the right to walk up to Ryan Reynolds and approach him and say something. The day before you leave to shoot Ben Wilder, which is the character he became famous for and created, mm-hmm. is the time to be able to talk to him. Did he know that so you were playing like, him? What? Did he know that that, that you're playing this next I don't role? think, no, because this was, it was done through Warner Brothers. Like, he didn't have any tie to this. This was like a prequel mm-hmm. through like Warner mm-hmm. Brother Media. Like, it was a whole different like wow. uh, world. Um, and so I walked up to him and I just said, hi, uh, 
this is really random. I'm about to go play you in Van Wilder. We're doing a prequel freshman year in Atlanta. And I just want to say, I'm sorry now for ruining it because you, what you created was so good. So I just like to apologize in advance (laughs) for screwing it up. And he like had the biggest smile on his face and couldn't have been more of a sweetheart and was just like, oh, you're going to have such a great time. That's like the most fun role you'll you'll ever get to play. There are no rules with him. So, you know, just do whatever you want in every scene because Ben Wilder does whatever he wants. So if you think it's weird, do it. And I thought that was a really fun direction. Like you can't, like he has yeah. no rules when you play that character. So how cool is that to get that like advice too, right before the day yes, before you stepped it into crazy. it? It's almost like you, it's almost like you had to hear that from him and get like his. I love when stuff like that in life happens. I don't think it's on accident. It, it's not on. Like what are the chances he's on the esc- Like right. come on. Also, what are the odds that like you would just have the greatest eyebrows of life? Like, well, are you I, related I wanted to, to talk. Dan and I, Eugene I also had I also had a note about your eyebrows as well. Me too. That's so crazy. Jesus how do you, how often do you have to groom them? And like, are they just naturally that shape? And how was your unibrow in middle school? Also, that's <laughs> offensive. You have amazing eyebrows like that. Um, <laughs> first of all, I feel seen. And <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh. I, I know this is going to sound crazy. I do nothing. And when I say nothing, I don't even like tweeze them on the sides or like in the middle, like maybe one little hair grows mm-hmm. here and James will just reach with his fingers and pull it off. <laughs> but other than that, I do nothing to them at all. That is okay. so offensive. Wild. Like I, I feel so attacked right now. Yeah. And James <laughs> has to go get like all of his eyebrow things done because he gets everything done. Like he's like, I need my like eyebrow things that I do. I don't even know what they are because when he like starts talking about it, I just zone out because I'm like, mine are perfect. Eyebrow privilege. Eyebrow, yeah, I have eyebrow privilege. We got to talk about pregnancy for a second because what's an I don't get a podcast without talking about that? (laughs) (laughs) Clinical studies show that the intake of high fiber foods during pregnancy lowers the risk of diabetes, preeclampsia, and constipation. And I got to tell you something that has helped me with my pregnancy constipation. Sorry, guys, TMI, but I'm always TMI. The constipation has been real, but there are certain things that have helped it a lot, including uprising food. I love this brand. They like really make it easy for me to meet all my fiber needs while also getting me like some crunch and texture and some goodness into my mouth. They have low carb superfood chips and bread. And it does wonders. It does like it does it does wonders. Okay. And it really tastes good. And it's got two net carbs. It's got six grams of protein and nine grams of fiber. I just gotta tell you guys, like I was watching <laughs> I got high the other night and I like get rid of all my snacks during the week because you guys know I like to go ham on the weekends with like McFlurries, fries and everything. So during the week I try and like eat clean. So I have the uprising food chips in my pantry. Just in case you come across they a high were night so and you need good. Them. I was like, thank yep. God for this healthy snack that I can just like munch on. They were so, so good. So I'm just letting you guys know, like if you're in need of fiber, it's great. But also like if you're high and you're needing that snack, it's also amazing. <laughs> yes. So uprising is offering our listeners $10 off right now, their starter bundle. So that includes two superfood cubes and the four pack of freedom chips to try. I mean, I love that they're called freedom chips. Um, and all you have to do is go to 
uprisingfood.com slash get it. And a discount will actually be automatically applied at checkout, but you have to go to that URL. It's U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G food.com slash get it. And you'll get $10 off your first purchase off the starter bundle. Try it. Try it. It's fun. Just do it. James is your fiance. I do want to talk about your relationship in a little while, but like I, I know you through James because we did some hosting together and he is just so funny about his plastic surgery, his injectables and all that. And you kind of mentioned before that it takes tape and glue to make your your 40 year old self look like all fresh. Has he got you on board with that beauty routine of his? Well, I don't think he's gotten me on board with it. I think we both were on board with it when we met, but now we just have someone to talk about it with. Um, you know, I don't think he did anything um, that I wasn't doing, but um, I mean, look, we're a big fan of, as Janice Dickinson Mm -hmm. said in like the late nineties, I think it was everything about my face is fake, but it's perfect. <laughs> I thought you were going to say beauty is in the eye of the syringe I know, I was like, And you're not wrong. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We, we like, you know, we, we're not afraid to go and get a little, you know, little touch ups of get, get a little Botox, get a little, you know, things if things are starting to sag, you know, put it back in. Why not? It doesn't. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge advocate for it. If it feels good, mm-hmm. do it. If you want to do it, go for it. Does everyone need to go get Botox or filler or anything like that? Absolutely not. If that's not your thing, don't do it. But if it is your thing, then go do it, you know? Yeah, except for Jonathan, like how many times do you see somebody with an accordion forehead and all you want to do is stick a Botox needle in it? I don't because I I mean, there are some actors that I've worked with recently where I'm like, oh man, if you just got a little right there, it would be so good. Yeah. It would be so good. Um, But again, it's not for everyone. Like I can't like... It's, but also, it don't is a, you... Botox is an amazing product that someone invented, but I'm not going to say that everyone needs to get it because they don't. Also, as an actor, though, I feel like it's bad to get it. Well, because it's, so a, much it's of, a fine line. So much of what, the job is expressing emotion. You have to find your, your person face. that does it really good. Yeah. Because right. you have to right, be like, right. give me a little, but not too much. To mm-hmm. me, it looks like JLo doesn't have any. You know, but she well, she may... says she doesn't, right? I know, and her forehead still goes up and down, but it's not like a distracting forehead. And I know yeah. that we've talked about this before in the podcast, Amelia and, Clark, and people, yeah, Amelia. We talked about Amelia Clark and how scrunchy her forehead it is, and everyone hated us so much. And I'm so <laughs> sorry for bringing it up again. But you guys uh. are the worst. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, well, let's talk about James because you guys were the first gay couple on the cover of the Knot magazine, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, You guys are the cutest. I want, and I just, I want to talk about it because I just like love your love story because you guys are both so animated when you talk about it. So, how did you first meet? Okay, we met in, we met at the Grove in LA. When he interviewed me for his show, uh, his show, Celebrity Page, and he was interviewing me about Halloween Wars. Mm. And so, like, the long story short, uh, too late, but the long story short is I went to, this was my final interview of the day. I'd been doing, like, Access Hollywood, all these other shows, and then they were like, oh, yeah, do this show, Celebrity Page. And I show up, and I'm tired, and I'm kind of just over it all. 
And I walk by where they're setting up to do the show in the middle of the Grove, like in the middle of everyone. And I look over and I see this gorgeous six foot four blonde hair, blue eyed, just he is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. with the, that is the hottest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, who is that? And my publicist goes, that's the host of the show. I go, what's his name? Look him up. And so, and so we look him up on Instagram and it says like LGBTQ plus. And I go, oh my God, he's gay. Oh my God. And I run to the bathroom to fix my hair. That happens and, to me too, but my reaction isn't as like, oh my happy God, as he's yours. straight all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I was oh like, my God, oh he's my gay. God. And so I run to the bathroom and I fix my hair. And I come out and there's his producer standing there and I say, her name was Jade. And I go, am I about to meet my future husband? And she goes, I think so. Stop. And I go, all right, let's go. And I walk up and he's got the coolest voice. He has like this gravelly voice with this like really Southern accent, y'all. And he's just like, I'm just like, I just like take off my underwear and like throw it at him. Like whatever you want. That's how I met my first boyfriend. You're like, take it, take it. And, and. And we start talking. And now the backstory on this, which is funny, which I'll tell James' side of the story. James had to do an interview of me and had no clue who I was, had never seen Mean Girls. It's not his thing. It's not his world he lives in. He doesn't care. Okay. And he was talking to his best friend, uh, this girl, Reeves, and from The Amazing Race, Reeb Mazaki, uh, Maria Mazaki, whatever her name is. I, I just don't, I don't know how to spell her last name. Mazaki? Yeah, Mazaki. Um, we call her Reeves. So he said to Reeves, um, I got to interview this guy and I don't want to go do it. It's at the Grove. It's far away. I don't want to go. And she goes, who is it? He said, Jonathan Bennett. She goes, Aaron Samuels. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, you're doing it because I need a, I need a video for October 3rd for my Instagram. Oh my <laughs> he goes, God. He goes, Stop. okay, well you can come, but you have to be my assistant. And she goes, fine. I'll pretend to be your assistant the whole day. And he goes, and you have to get us iced coffees. And she goes, <laughs> Great, fine. <laughs> and so they show up. By the way, when we meet, first thing he says is, oh, my assistant would like to get you an iced coffee. Would you like an iced coffee? And I said, yes, please. And then I turned to my publicist and I go, I have six shows on Food Network and I don't have an assistant. This guy hosts some show called Celebrity Paid <laughs> at the freaking Grove in Wait. the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> and so they give funny. him an assistant? So I'm like all bitter about not having an assistant. Then we start, we start, we start doing the show. We're about to tape and him and I are just giddy. Like he's kind of like into me, but he also thinks I'm crazy, which I'm fine with. Like he's looking at me like this guy's cool, but also nuts. And I was already in love. I was like, this is it. This is my husband. I found <laughs> Yeah. Like, wh- like how were you feeling internally? Were you, were I knew you feeling it was the like, energy? From the wow. moment I walked up, I'm like, this is my husband. Love like, it. Like, it wasn't even, so cool. Like, when you say you know, you know, like yeah. I knew in that moment, I'm like, wow. this is it. Like, this is my husband. I'm marrying this guy. That's so and, dope. That's what Ashley said. That's exactly. And then he goes, he said to me, oh, he goes, oh, we both have a mutual friend in common. I can't believe he's never introduced us. And we had this, the one friend in common that every gay person has in common that they're all friends with, which is <laughs> Lance Bass. Obviously, <laughs> That's so the good. mayor of the gays. Oh, and so, the mayor of the gays. And so he goes, let's take a picture for Lance. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was It's so true. Funny. He is. It He's is our true. leader. Yeah. Um, and oh so God, I said to him, let's take a, or he said, let's take a picture <laughs> for Lance and, and send it to him. And when I brushed up to take the selfie, he like said he felt like electric shock go through him. And he goes, whoa. 
And he goes, and in that moment, I couldn't speak anymore. When we touched, you like felt us connect. And he goes, oh my gosh. Okay. And then he got like weird and couldn't speak the rest of the interview. And the interview's online. You can watch it. If you go to YouTube and do Jonathan Bennett, James Vaughn, it's a pumpkin carving thing. You can watch us like fall in love on camera. It's crazy. Oh my God. I love those moments. Like no one liked it. And then I left and I got his number and I have a picture of me getting his phone number because we had a photographer there taking pictures for the show. And he has the moment where I'm like entering his phone number into my phone. And he's like all like giddy and has his hands behind his back. And he's like talking and then I get in the car and I go home and I say, uh, I say to my publicist, I go, oh my gosh, I have to call him. He goes, wait three days. You came on really strong. Like you should definitely wait three days. Three's and I was a like, lot. Hey. Three's I was like, so got long. you. I was like, no problem. I got this. Like, of course I get out of the town car and I get right into my, my, I had a really douchey Range Rover at the time. And I got into my car and I was like, I call him. And I said, would it be weird if I wanted to come back right now so I could kiss you? And he goes, no, that wouldn't be weird at all. I said, good, because I'm already driving. And I already had been driving back to the Grove. We went to the parking lot. He was in the parking lot. I call him. I'm like, where are you? I can't see you. He goes, I'm over by this fruit stand, like the vegetable fruit stand. And I saw him and I ran over and I said, should we just kiss right now? Let's just do it. Like, let's. Let's just kiss to see if what we think this is, is what it is. He's like, he goes, okay. And I was like, great. So we like kiss, not like crazy, just like a nice kiss. And it was like a Nicholas Sparks notebook moment. Like doves started releasing. It started raining out of nowhere. Like there was a guy with a canoe just paddled by. We're like, (laughs) what is happening? It was like (laughs) the craziest thing ever. And then we just looked at each other and we go, okay, this is it. You want to go to dinner tonight? He's like, great. I go, I'll pick you up at eight. So then we went that night to the beach and talked for six hours. And now we're engaged. So wait, that's the best story I've ever heard. So many questions. Had you ever done that or like before just been so forward with your feelings? No, I was never like, like, were you like, scared to call him and say, like, I, I want to come back and yeah. kiss you? Or was it no, just like, it was like, oh, no, this is happening. Like, Whoa. I was already in my car driving back there before I called. I was like, called him. I was like, oh, I'm like a block away. I'm coming back. Like, it's, it was such a laser focus of like, oh, this is it. This is the one. Got it. And like, it was like, eye on the prize. You're falling in love with me if you aren't already. This is how it's going to happen. Recently heard about Cove, which... I'm so excited to talk about because I have a lot of friends in my life, including Lauren, who get migraines. And it's it's just such an insane thing to have to experience and deal with, I think. Like I have a friend that kind of goes blind. So like she always hopes she doesn't get a migraine while she's driving. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to get them when I was a teenager and I couldn't be like in light or be anywhere where there was sound and I'd always throw up. And like if you are listening to this and you're like, yep, I get migraines or chances are you know someone that has migraines you're gonna want to like listen up about cove cove the leading online migraine clinic specializes in diagnosis and treatment of migraines from the comfort of your own home i these uh these docs are specialized in migraines so that's all they deal with they know every symptom they can help you with every kind of migraine like nas says I go blind in one eye. It gets very blurry. So these doctors are very well versed in all the different varieties. So go to withcove.com and complete an online consultation designed by leading neurologists. And it's as thorough as an in-person doctor visit, but you get to stay home. What's even better is that Cove is actually affordable 
Um, and you don't have to wait for a doctor's appointment. There's no like line you have to get in when you go to the pharmacy. And what I think is cool is it's, it's specialized, you know, it's like, you're not going to someone that is covering a bunch of different things. You're going to someone specifically for the thing that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I think their prescriptions start at just $10 a month. So with Cove, you can have more migraine free days, which I'm sure is making a lot of people listening right now feel less stressed. That they have and your prescriptions get sent to your house, so it's really all just from home. Mm-hmm. And they've treated 2.4 million migraine attacks and counting, and they have five stars. It's great. 96% of the patients give the doctors five stars. It's pretty awesome. Okay, so you guys can go and get started at withcove.com slash get it for 55-0% off your first month of medication. And free two-day shipping that's 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping at withcove, that is W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash get it, withcove dot com slash get it. When did the exclusivity conversation happen? That night at the beach? Well, no, we actually took a long time to even like have like we just knew in our hearts like we we took a long like we took our uh, we took it was like we knew this was it but we also took it very slow okay it was like we both know it's it like it took us a while to say i love you Mm -hmm. it took us a while like to do like to for the whole relationship to like progress we took it very slow but it was also very focused Mm mm-hmm was it October 3rd, the date? It was no, not October 3rd. It was October 24th. No, wow, What is it about this month that is just yeah. so, like, with, do you believe in soulmates then? Like, do, yes. are you like a because twin flame or thing? Because we each other, we knew. It was like, oh, like, that's, that's you. That's my person. Wow. Could you describe that feeling? Like, yeah, like um, physically? James says it felt like he had diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to like go in my pants or what was going to happen but like your stomach just flutters and you like feel like a physical like zoop like a like you can feel it happen when you touch for the first time Mm -hmm. it's like two souls are like trying to find each other and then they touch and it's like and they finally like release into each other like okay you're here yeah ashley is that how you felt when you first saw jared like physically yes for sure it was so weird it was like i was knocked over by something though it's like like an exorcism or something yeah yeah Oh, it was dude. so weird. It was like you like hit a wall and it was like you you've arrived. Like what's so what's so hard is that some people feel those things and end up together and, so and people, then some and people, people don't. don't. I know. So I always I get caught up. John that I've had like one boyfriend my whole life. But I just get caught up in like a I don't think there's a right or wrong way, but it's also like I really want that. Yeah, right? Yeah. But but do you hold out for that? Like, I don't know. It's also confusing. I mean, I met my fiance in eighth grade, so I, I don't think those feelings can even occur but in eighth she, grade. But she wasn't together with him until the past year and a half, Jonathan. Sure. So yeah, it's yeah, not like but, a, you know. but also, you're in eighth grade. You're like, I don't want. I don't know anything. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's my body? Eighth grade. Huh. I was just watching Mean Girls as the year yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who you are. Really. What's your fiance? What's your is your fiance? Fiance. Yeah. It, what's his name? Hunter. 
Of course it is. I know. You're like, oh, <laughs> Hunter. This is Hunter. I like Hunter, but I also like Aaron Samuels. I know. I'm I was so like, <laughs> he didn't really have the swoopy hair, so I really wasn't into it in eighth grade. Oh, you mean the hair that I started before yeah. Bieber did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's the, oh, that's awesome. Zach Efron, too. Yeah. Jonathan, yeah, how do you... It's fun that they copied me. Mm-hmm. How do you I'm feel totally about being a lot of women's sexual awakening yes. as yes. a gay man? Oh, like, what is that Honey, like? I was a lot of women and men's sexual oh, awakening. Oh, yes, of okay? course. I'm Let's sorry. Let's just say that. And also yeah. anyone that identifies as anything. Yes. Really. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing to be that, right? It's a weird mm-hmm. thing to have people... It's a weird thing to have people come up and say, you, you were like my first crush. Like, I was in love with you. Like, I, like would think about you all the time. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Aaron Samuels. Like, and I was always trying to find my Aaron Samuels. And what's so funny is that you guys are talking to me now and then you think about the movie and you realize like how much I was acting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. This Jonathan Bennett yeah. is not Aaron Samuels. You're a great and actor. I felt like I was a huge disappointment <laughs> yeah. a lot of times. What's it like playing a hetero male for you? Um, I, I, I it's just... Like, do you tap into a little bit of douchiness? I'm curious, like, what the inspiration is because, I mean, anyone can be... I mean, I wouldn't say douchiness. I think it's important to play it. You don't play something straight or gay. You play the the character as a person and you play the feelings in the scene, right? So it doesn't... You don't, like, do anything differently. You just... uh, You just have to drop into the scene and what that is. Like, I played gay roles. Mm -hmm. I played straight roles. I played... I'm doing a I'm doing a movie right now where I play a really funny zany uh, gay male that is in love has a husband and two kids and this Hallmark movie the Christmas House two and then mm. in two weeks I fly to Hawaii and shoot a movie where I play like a crazy yoga teacher who like has all these like girls come to this yoga retreat and tries to like sleep with all of them wow. and then when they don't sleep with him he mm-hmm. kills them. So it's like a thriller. So like it. it, it's you literally in, in oh, one month, I play both those characters. So <laughs> it's fun to play, but it's like, it, it's, it's weird being everyone's like fantasy growing up because I felt like I let a lot of people down when they would meet me in person because Aww. the idea of Aaron Samuels, right. if you like, if, if you watch Mean Girls and are a huge Mean Girls fan and are, are into Aaron Samuels and you're walking down the street and you see me, you would like come up and expect me to be like, hey, how's it going? Like, cool, awesome. Like, I'm Aaron. This is how I talk. And literally, like I turn around and I'm like, if you can't find me, walk to the western sky. I think I'm like felting wicked. I'm like, yeah. Ah! No, like, you were just belting it. And they're like, oh, wow, you're not. Oh, okay. And not that I disappoint them. It just takes them a second to watch their brain process. Like, oh, that was a character. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? My mom cried when Ricky Martin came out. So I, I get that yeah. sentiment. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, were you out in high school? Um, As out as a, let me tell you a really fun place to grow up in 1995. Um. Toledo, let's get more specific, Rossford, Ohio. Um, really fun town to grow up in if you're gay. Uh, the amount of pride parties I had, let me tell you, okay? Yeah. I mean, no, opposite. Um, I was as out as a person who was 16 years old in a population of 13,000 people in a small town with 200 people in the, I mean, at 600 people in the high school, 13,000 people in the town, 
two traffic lights and like football was life. Mm-hmm. Like I was as out as you could be in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was a theater kid. All the okay. theater people knew. Mm-hmm. My friends knew. Like they knew, but they didn't know. Like everyone's like, oh, like I was the only house that all the entire cheerleading team could s- spend the night at and have sleep. Ah, yes, I had one of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I had oh, one of all you. the cheerleaders. And then, like, yeah. all the all the like jock guys are like, man, why does Bennett always get to have all the cheerleaders? <laughs> and I'm like, do we do each other's nails, bro? Shut up. Learn like, how to do a proper mani pedi. Yes. Yeah, learn how to braid do hair. Do you asshole. know how to file a cuticle? No, I didn't think so. Like, That's so, so it was very uh, interesting to be that. I was also um, a cheerleader for, I was the mascot, which was like the only male cheerleader mm-hmm. in high school. I dressed up as a bulldog and would run around in a bulldog outfit because I wanted to like be part of the team and like, right. you know, do the sports thing, but I couldn't play a sport to save my How life. How hot is it in those things? Oh, I was, a, I mean, we lived in a crap town. It was like, it was like a onesie from like Tipsy Elves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deceased. That is me. such a good comparison. Oh, the title of the podcast. <laughs> yes, seriously. Onesie from Tipsy Elves. All right, guys. Prenatal vitamins are crucial when you're pregnant, when you're trying to conceive. And there's something that you can take just for general well-being, um, even when you're not in those situations. And one of our very favorite prenatals is Modern Fertilities. There's is relatively new, and it's made with essential ingredients recommended by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. It's the leading organization of OBGYNs, and they've designed there so it's easy to digest so it keeps your tummy happy you don't get those uncomfortable side effects that you get with some vitamins like nausea you don't need extra nausea when you're pregnant especially and they have a monthly subscription plan and they have a reusable glass jar which is really pretty and you know totally sustainable i reused it i put my my (laughs) eyelash extension brushes in there it's actually a really nice (laughs) i love i love it because it's blue it's it is really pretty i'm obsessed with it Uh, They also have a built-in community. You can get questions answered by fertility experts and connect with others. And they have a free modern fertility app that you can help track your cycle. It's all in one place and it's all very nice. And it costs $30 a month. And guys, your prenatal multi-subscription gets you 60 capsules per month for $30. But right now, our listeners can actually get 30% off their starter kit, including one month of capsules and a free glass storage jar, which we all just told you we're obsessed with, at modernfertility.com slash get it 30. So that's modernfertility.com slash get it 3030 for 30% off your modern fertility prenatal multivitamin starter kit. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash get it 30. Did you have crushes on gay guys? Did I or have straight guys? On gay Did guys? you have crushes um, on straight guys? Because I there was like remem- no other. I don't remember. Like I people ask that, I'm like trying to think back. I'm like, I don't remember. I remember the first time I saw another like male nude on camera and was like whoa i just saw another guy's butt it was ryan philippi and cruel intentions oh and what a good what a good one to see right that's the first time i saw like an attractive guy's butt in a movie and was like is this what it's like when my friends like see a boob and then listen to colorblind by the camera what about brokeback mountain for me 
I never saw Brokeback Mountain. I, I never oh saw it either. I, I should see it. I like you guys know number. how I love nature and stuff. So it's just like two hot guys in nature. And it's just like, oh, I, I really mean, get. We should have been cowboys, really, all of us. We really missed our calling. Seriously, we missed out. Uh, when was the moment that after when Me Girls came out? I'm sure you've been asked this before, but like the moment okay. that you realized it was something bigger than like just what it was. Was there like a crazy fan interaction? Or? It's not a crazy. It, okay, so Mean Girls has a weird trajectory, right? So it came out. It was came out and was like a rare movie that held number one in the box office for like two or three weeks in a row mm-hmm. for like a teen comedy that doesn't usually happen, right? That's usually like Transformers. Um, so it held the box office and then Oprah went and did a whole episode on it saying, if you have teenage daughters, you need to take them to see this movie. Oh shit. And then, and I, it's one of those movies that was really popular when it happened, but I didn't get recognized as much then as I do now, which is bizarre because people had seen it once or twice. What the difference with Mean Girls is that it, the longevity of the movie is unlike hardly any other movie. There's a very few out there that have a movie that identifies to every generation. And the reason it identifies to every generation is because everyone has been to high school. Your it's parents a perfect have been to high, high school. school Your movie. kids will go to high school. High school is high school. And Tina Fey did such a great job nailing the characters and how the you know plastics of each high school interact and all those different interactions between the kids and the jocks and the nerds and the preppy cool Asians and the preppy jocks and all you know all the stuff that's all real no matter what high school you go to and that's why everyone identified with it right so you saw it and then it took a couple months till you watched it again and then your parents happened to be in the room mm-hmm. and then they watched it and they were like oh this is funny yeah because they went to high school and they can remember what that was like and then <laughs> Your kids, and then the girls that were like, you know, in college when this came out, now all have kids and they're getting their kids mm-hmm. to watch it because it's such a good teaching tool mm-hmm. to like teach kids how to respect each other and like how mm-hmm. it's all, you know, the BS of a high school and how people talk behind your back and how, how don't be a mean girl, right? Like this whole point. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's the, it's the fact that everyone can identify with it that makes it last so long. And because it's last so long, now people have watched it not once, but 400 times. So now you're, my face is more implanted in their brains. <laughs> yeah. And so it's almost been like me on a TV show. You watch a movie once, you kind of remember it. You watch Big Bang Theory, you, you can tell me what Kaylee Cuoco's face looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also social media has yeah, become such a thing media. over exactly. the past decade and you're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. How- Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu 
slash podcast. How does it feel to have a day of each year where you are memorialized? It's the coolest thing ever, I gotta admit. Like, the Mean Girls fans are the best fans of anything in the world. And, you know, the fact that I got to stand on stage with Tina Fey at the Broadway show a couple years ago and declare it National Mean Girls Day by, like, the governor or something (laughs) was such a weird moment, but so cool. Um, it's, it's, it, it just shows like how great Tina Fey's writing is and how much joy this movie brings to the world. Like it shows how important this movie is to not just us. I get recognized more when I go to, when I go to foreign countries, like I'll go to like Brazil or anywhere, like in Mexico or so anywhere else people come up and they're like, Mean Girls! And, like, they love it. So it's very rare that you're lucky enough to be an actor that's in movies that are seen around the world and, like, rewatched around the world. Yeah, it's You know universal. what I mean? Like, that's crazy. It's immortalized. It's, it's yeah. so... It's I mean, like you the only are other part movie of... that has a date is Star Wars, May 4th. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. And, and then it's October about to be 3rd. May, which is Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Right. It's about to be It's going to be May. It's gonna be May. But you are literally a part of cinematic history. You mentioned the Broadway. You were on the Broadway stage, so obviously... Other people have played like iterations of your character. If this, if there was like a reboot, who would you want to play a Gen Z version? Who would be all the characters? Who would be the perfect Aaron Samuel today and other characters like Lauren said? Obviously, Lil Nas X. Yes, (laughs) I love him. Obviously, so good. I think Billy Eilish. Yeah. Oh wait, no, not me. No. Oh, I can see you, Naz. Oh, as what? what Gen yeah. Z? As what yeah. character? She'd be like um Janice. Yeah. No fucking <laughs> way, dude. I love Janice. No. I was going to say Billie Eilish would be a great Janice. Yeah, Billie Eilish could be in it. Yes, I see. Can Billie we Eilish talk real quick about the VMAs? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we we cuz don't we're doing the thing of like I don't get it. I don't it, get it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what I do. Is this a time I can tell yeah, you what yeah. I don't get? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, what are your I don't get it? Um, everything at this point, mm-hmm. um, because Facts. I'm old and this is, everything is crazy. Yes. Um, watching the VMAs and the Met Gala in the course of like one weekend, <laughs> I called a friend and I go, I think what, what is happening? Like, I don't <laughs> You don't know it. anyone? Or do like you I watched the VMAs. Oh. I don't get it. I don't get anything. I don't get the carpet. I don't get what people are wearing. I don't get the performances. I don't understand any of it. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying it's not good. Now, before I be able to go, oh my God, you hate it. Shut up. I'm saying they're good. I'm Shut saying up. I don't get it. I'm I feel, old. I feel I don't understand now. the. Per- I don't understand how that is. Some of the songs are music. I'm like, this is a song? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is like what you put yeah. on at like mm-hmm. a hotel to play in the background. Like, where's the like, Britney Spears yeah. coming out mm-hmm. with like the chorus and the hook and the like snake. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's the good. It's, like I don't get it. Am I wrong? You're not. No, wrong. you're yeah. so you're not right. Wrong. You're not. It's wrong. crazy how right you are. And we talk I don't about know music a lot, actually. Yeah, like, we. Don't I don't do understand. I'm like, music. this isn't a song. This yeah. is like a thing that goes underneath the song, uh, and then you put the song on top of yes. it, where the person has like the mm-hmm. hook and the like. Like, I feel bad for, like, the young generation, the Gen Z. Oh, we feel like, so bad. They're not going to have a moment to come home and, like, watch Britney Spears or, like, Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. perform live on the VMAs for the first time it's, and watch, like, 
oh, you hear the chorus and it like hits yes. and you're like, yeah. oh, there's no hitting. It's, it's very one dimensional. Yeah. Nothing yeah. hits. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. Like when yeah. Britney Spears comes out at the MTV awards and was like, and did the thing where it was like, boom, or even when it when it just stops and then everyone's like tell me why yeah, yeah like nothing there's happened no there's no harmony screaming, you know there's, and then the fashion no like what 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 is happening like what is i don't understand the fashion i so like good. watch the red carpet and like i think it's a generational thing and i'm fine with that like i'm 40 and i'm happy that i'm 40 like I am okay with that because like, I think about what my publicist and my team, when I was young, if I would have been like, Hey, I want to wear this on the red carpet. They'd be like over our dead body, mm-hmm. go put on your jeans and your t-shirt and get out there. And you're like, no, but I want to wear this. It's like a, a wrap that connects to my head and like wraps down one leg and then like goes up the other side. And it's like see-through and they'd be like, no. And then like, you look and like Harry Styles is wearing like the, like, I, n- I don't understand what these people are wearing. I don't understand it. And I that's just because that. I don't understand fashion. And I only live in Lululemon or uh, just, like, workout clothes. And I'm not saying their fashion's bad. I'm not saying it's ugly. I'm not saying it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You it's just don't get correct, it. And I'm happy they're doing it. I just don't get it. I'm too old. That's like the beauty yeah. of being a performer. Like, I'm jealous, kind of, because I, if I don't sing, I don't get to wear those clothes. I get to wear a sweater from H&M, you know? And I'm jealous, Right, kind like, of. we aren't cool yeah. enough to dress like that. Yeah, but that's why you... But, see, I think you just can. I love it. I no, love but, Jonathan, it. I think that if we were to, like, go back to 2001 and 2 and see what Britney and NSYNC wore on the red carpet, wouldn't we also be like, what is that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like she the did denim wear socks on, on her hands as, as sleeves. So I guess you're right. But like, do you remember when our parents were like, "What is she wearing? I can't Jeans believe she's doing that." Yeah, she's we're perfect. the parents now, being like, "Look at him. He's not even wearing clothes." Like, yeah, so Britney's true. see-through bodysuit. He's like only how controversial wearing a hat. That was. It's yes, always going to be yeah. And then when Miley's come out with all her outfits, people always have something to say. They, but they this last VMAs, you have to admit, and this last Met Gala was more than normal. With I the didn't. Fashion. I covered the Met Gala red carpet, and I felt like there have been crazier things on that red carpet before. But the VMA fat, the VMAs fashion. I think I I'm not really you. talking about the Met the Met Gala as much as Megan Fox's dress. I was like, oh my god, this is. I I loved it though. Everyone's just wearing things that are like, and I love it because they're all. What I find is, do you think we're in a culture of? Oh, this person's done something that's really out of the box and different. So now I need to do something even crazier because mm-hmm. I need to let everyone know that I'm standing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't totally, know. And like I don't that. know the answer. Yeah, I think Instagram has exacerbated that too, right? Because then people want. It's like you want you have like your own little stage now too, where you want right to and like I, the, yeah. someone did this, so I need to do more. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. it, and it's it's very it's very different from what I was ever used to in my life. But it's also because I'm older, and it's fine. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Again, it's beautiful. I love all the artistic freedom. I love mm-hmm. that people have the freedom and the and the courage and the ability to go out on these carpets and wear all these crazy clothes because mm-hmm. that didn't happen 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. I just don't understand the fashion. Yeah, you anymore. don't get it. I love that. That's a great I don't get it. So while we are on the topic of mean girls, if you're in a fight with your friend, 
you know, or someone's just being mean to you, or you feel attacked in any way, or you've been struggling with anxiety or depression or LGBT matters, like, you know, we're talking about today or grief or self-esteem, there is a place that you can actually go to feel better. And it's called better help. Now, hear me out. A lot of people are skeptical about therapy. A lot of us weren't socialized or brought up to think that it was cool or even affordable. And I'm here, we are here to tell you guys that all of that's not true. It's a limiting belief. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. They make it really easy. It's free to change counselors. So if you match with you know a counselor that you're not really feeling, like it's free to change it. It's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my friend on it recently. He loves it. It's his, it's his first sort of go at therapy. And he's like, I love that I can text a counselor at any time. Yeah. And it's available worldwide. I mean, I could go on and on about BetterHelp. We could go on and on. I was at the hair salon having a full-blown panic attack for uh, unknown reasons, and I got to text my therapist on the spot. It was amazing. That's it was super, super helpful. So convenient. Not to mention what Nas said about changing therapists. I did. I was matched with a therapist. I'm no um, shade to anyone, but I just thought I needed someone who was a little bit closer to my age to understand things, so I just switched therapists. Love her. She's amazing. It's convenient, professional, and affordable. And in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they have been recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So we want you guys to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash get it. So join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health at betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash get it. Do you have any other I don't get it? I, I mean, don't get no why pressure. people try to go anywhere but Starbucks. You don't get why people <laughs> go anywhere but Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's well, your drink Ashley's, order? That's, yeah. What is well, here's the only place you can go to is Audrey's. Like, Audrey's is... <laughs> How sweet is he? the one that's place so which nice. is opening in Rhode Island <laughs> yeah. very soon that is amazing that you can go to. But um, I think so here's good. the thing about coffee shops for me. Okay. As someone that travels to different sets and is in different cities all the time mm, filming movies, consistency. when I want to wake up and I want my iced coffee and I want it to be good and I, I, I know that this is the only iced coffee I get before I get to set mm-hmm. and that I don't have like a chance to ever leave again and get one and my iced coffee is very important to me. Mm-hmm. If I don't have a good one, then I get depressed and a lot of coffee tastes very different in a lot of different cities and mm-hmm. not in a good way. You're like, this tastes weird. Yeah, you need I have a question. You start. You start with iced. You never have a hot in the never. morning. You can wow. you can poop with an iced coffee. Yeah, because I can only poop having a hot. We coffee. need hot. Okay, both are true. And then my iced coffee is my second one. Thank you. Yes. Okay. I do do a hot coffee in the morning. Okay. But okay. an iced coffee is my second like lunch coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It. It's the, that's the pick me up. The refresher. Yeah, the um, refresher. But oh. <laughs> I'm very excited for Audrey's, and I will try your coffee. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. That is so sweet of you, you guys. That is Jared and my up-and-coming Mark kind of bar coffee slash coffee are you shop. serving? Like, do you oh, have a blend? I know who oh. you're serving. You're G- serving generous. that coffee that makes a difference from what's-his-name, from oh my God, whatever. Look at him looking at the Instagram post generous. right now. <laughs> generous what's his coffee. Name? Ben, Higgins. ben Higgins. Ben Higgins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, well, Jonathan. look, you got some good I don't get there. I understand your consistency with Starbucks. Um, I would, I, you know, we fight for the Dunkin' over here because I just think that that is way easier to 
taste, but we, we don't have to go into it. It's all about personal preference. I do have a lot of other questions for you, and I can't believe we only have like 15 more Can minutes I with ask? you. Well, let's Wait, go. but we have other... I, you guys don't have any I don't get it? I, have well, a, I don't know. I have a would you rather... I have an okay, I don't get fine. it. Okay, fine. And if, then I have to go. I'm, I got some questions I'm dying to ask him. Go. If James is drowning and your dog is drowning, who do you save? Oh, my God. That's oh, so just, I fucking jump in the lake and kill myself because I couldn't pick between <laughs> either of them. So you, would just, you would just end it. Can't even do Can't even choice. Um, I would probably save. <laughs> I would save the dog first because wait, I know James really? is very strong. And it has a lot better chance of getting out of cold water than little Bradley And does. that is the correct Wait, answer. Uh, that is since, the correct answer. Since when is the dog's name Bradley? Because it's always okay, been Okay, because we yes. tried to do a thing on, we tried to do on Instagram, a thing called Yas the dog. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't work. And it oh, was, was it Yas or it was Yas? It was Yas. Like, yeah. And the reason we <laughs> named him that originally is because I wanted to make James <laughs> go to the dog park yeah. Picture going to the dog park with a dog <laughs> named Yas. Yas! 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 Like you're just so screaming bad. like, Yas, sit! Yas, come! Like, it's just so <laughs> stupid. And James was like, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I need, a, I need a children's book about a dog named Yas. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> Ashley could write it. She's very good at that. Iconic. That's so funny. We'll do like a whole spinoff really series good. from Lucy and Clark. Okay, um, so okay go ahead, Naz. Okay. Okay. I Bradley. My, I don't get it's very, it's, I think I've said it before, but I'd love to get Jonathan's thoughts on Go it ahead. because I love your thoughts on everything in life. But <laughs> I, I've now, I had a really busy month. So I'm like dipping back into the dating pool. And it is just, it is astounding how, I don't want to say the male species, but a lot of people just like don't ask you out like they'll literally be like hey like do you want to hang or i'm around at three today if you want to hang and i literally have had to been like are you asking me out like it's like they're literally just like i'm around if you want to hang this guy today i read this to lauren like earlier today i have to read it to you guys it's just it really is just so funny to me he goes... This whole conversation is very crazy. This whole combo. I'm going to be in LA. This person doesn't live in LA. I'm going to be in LA at three if you have time for snacks. I go, are you asking me out? Snacks? He goes, I'm asking you out for an informal gathering of snacks if you're available. I go, not very enticing. He goes, and even if you're not available, <laughs> I'm still asking. I go, you didn't ask. You just said, I'm in LA if you're around. Like, not even like... Hey, I really want to get, like, I'd love to grab, like, a coffee with you. Like, not even, like, I want to, like, talk to you. And I go, oh, I I think I just, um, I said not enticing. And they go, it stems from a conversation I had with myself in my head, thinking, she's so cool. She's always busy doing awesome stuff. I hope there's not a Dodgers game, which led to triggering the innate fear of rejection. So I asked more casually. I go, don't um, do that all, with the next He's a pussy. That's what I and said. Number two, like, I literally go, he like, goes, hi, my name is blank. I'm a pussy. That's all he said there. Like, like, come on. Or let's do the reverse of it. He's just not into you. Well, they've never met. But, but, so I feel but then like. Why? Okay, then we've never is. met. It's like, why? Like, or is he just like brushing you off? Is he? Are you one of 10 girls he's texting right now? I, I and, don't. I Either way, don't care. I. It's no. just, if you want to, if you want to i don't want to hang out like if you want to get to know me then ask me to like grab a drink ask me to grab a coffee don't say like 
I'm take me home <laughs> and get to know me. All right, <laughs> but don't do this snack bullshit because I don't have time snack. for it. Wow. I just think it's so crazy how like I think so many people are just so scared of being rejected that they yeah. they'll say I'm around instead of just being like. I want to hang. I, I don't get it. That was my, I don't get it. Yeah, actually. And especially with men, what, what. Uh, like, how are with, you supposed to respond to that? Yeah. With men, especially there's more of a fear of rejection than I think women have. Like men just have this, for some reason, just this innate fear of rejection all the time. And I think what they don't realize is that it's a bigger turnoff mm-hmm. than it is like, like they like oh i don't want to be i want to kind of be subtle Mm -hmm. and like not be too because they're like a afraid afraid of rejection they're also trying to like play the cool game where they like oh other like douchebags ask her out i don't want to be that guy no no be the guy like ask her out like be assertive because i feel like it's much more attractive to have someone like say hey i mean it goes back to me and james Mm -hmm. i met him i'm like we're, I'm coming back and kissing right, you and we're going right. to dinner. And you're like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, great. And like, that's, that's a much best. bigger turn on. So men, if you're listening. Yes. Which you probably aren't. But that's- <laughs> <laughs> call, call them and ask them out. You hit the nail in the coffin where it's like, it's just more unattractive. Had you just be been wishy-washy. Like, yeah. Or just, just say it. Just say it. Anyways, that was my I don't get it. Oh, that's funny. That's a good I don't get it. That reminds me of when I was single and it's always like, of course, I don't like the word, the words like want to hang out when you're like actually asking somebody on a date, but it gets really confusing when you actually know the person in real life and like you're friendly or you like work in the same environment and then they ask you to hang out because then you really don't know whether it's a date or you're just hanging out as friends. You're like, how long is the soap? sitting on my body during the shower I take before I leave. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, is it a loofah, loofah, loofah? Or is it a <laughs> loofah completely turn off the water, let the suds sit for two minutes, turn back on the water, loofah some more, rub it in, and then a full rinse. I wish everyone listening right now could have just looked at Jonathan and go, loofah, loofah, loofah. <laughs> loofah, loofah, loofah. And then is it like... How clean are we getting before the day? Oh my God. But that's why I responded, are you asking me out? It's like, I just, I just want to know off the bat. And I don't care either way. If you want to be friends, cool. But like, don't, don't ride this line, this line of the gray. Just just do what you want to do. If you ride the line of the gray, you're going to be gray by the time you get love. There you go. Mm. Uh, you guys, this is the first podcast of October and Jonathan used to be the host of Halloween Wars, the, you know, the, the baking cook off. And we, I got to know, like, on why do, yeah, on Food Network. No, um, my question is like, why do gay guys thrive so much during Halloween? Because like, I know Lance Bass does too, because as he is a friend to all. He's the mayor of the gays. Yes. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> He needs a parade. Why do gay guys thrive during Halloween? Couple reasons. One, um, <laughs> we're really creative and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, uh, I think, I mean, oh gosh, what is it in Mean Girls? What does she say? What What do they talk about Halloween and Mean Girls? Halloween slut? is um, <clears throat> the excuse to be slutty. Yeah, but there's a whole fucking. Oh, okay. No, but you, that's it. Like that. Like people love a good. I think. <laughs> um, is the one I night a think, year where you can dress up as a complete slut and then people don't? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. 
I think, okay, I mean, here, I'm going to get really deep here because I could say the, I could say the, like, answer that's easy, like, oh, so everyone can go out and, like, you know, be naked and blah, blah, blah. But let's look at what, let's, let's break it down real quick. Why, right? So Uh a lot of, especially gay men my generation, I can only speak for me. These are thoughts are only about what, how I feel. And I don't know if they're fact and they're not backed up by science, but this is what I feel to be true about for me personally. Um, Gay men, especially in my generation, you know, we're told that they're less than or that they're not good enough, they're not equal enough, and they're not um, as good as straight men. And that's what I was told. And so what do you do to overcompensate when someone tells you you're weak? What do you want to be? Strong. So what happens? Male aesthetic. You start working out. You start getting perfect bodies. Because I am, I was so, I know a lot of friends of mine that do this too, you know, they, they and they'll even admit it, like, we were so closeted and we were, we, when, even when we did come out, we were told, you know, we weren't masculine and we weren't, we weren't men and we weren't this. And like by our grandparents and like uncles, like, oh, he's a little fairy. He's a little fruit. You're not even a man. Like all this bullshit about being manly and a man and masculinity. And so to overcompensate that a lot of times what will happen is to make, to fill the void in your heart and in your soul of, of that feeling, you'll overly work your body out to be like perfect and in the perfect aesthetic physique, right? So now we have a perfect body that is got like pecs and abs and muscles and shoulders. And what do we want to do when we have that? We need a reason to fucking show it off. And guess what? Halloween, you're Mario and Luigi, which you're really just wearing a red Speedo with an M on it, but you get to show off the body you've worked so hard. And, you know, a lot of times because of the hyper-masculinity that we, that's asserted to like overcompensate for being told that you're nothing, you get those bodies. And when you work hard on those bodies, you want to show them off. So I think Halloween people thrive because they're like, Throw on my G-string. I'm going as a witch. Mm, I don't think that's but it's still fine. So I think that there's a lot of that in there, right? And there's also a lot of um, getting to be someone you're not. You get one night a year, you get to dress up like someone you're not, right? So right. you are able to escape the trauma of yourself for one night mm-hmm. and become a different person and like not have you know get to it's escapism in some way too because you know back in the day before you know everything was you know it's a lot easier to be gay now in 2021 than it was in the 80s you know halloween was a night where you got to dress up and you got to maybe put on a woman's dress and 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 even though it might have been a joke Mm -hmm. right you're still doing it because it fulfilled a part of you and And it was socially acceptable because it was halloween so you could do it Right. Um, so, so it was, there's a lot behind it and there's a lot of like, why do gay guys love Halloween? Well, there's a lot of psycho trauma that's happened over the years. It's kind of been passed down that kind of makes Halloween their, their holiday. And also it's like, what are the other holidays? A lot of Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, all these are usually family based. Right. And so a lot of gay guys were, I'm only speaking from like me and my friends that I know of personally, I'm not, I'm not generalizing. Like there are a lot of people I know that were, you know, their families rejected them or like they didn't support them and their partner. They don't support them. So at holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, they can all be a little clunky, right? right. They cannot feel this is a friend holiday. You can't bring you. Yeah. It's the one time you guys have all went to the gym all year for this one night and you get to be together and like mm-hmm. show off your abs, like go for it. That is like five very logical, great explanations of why you like mm-hmm. Halloween. That's amazing. Yeah. That was very well. I didn't I expect to say that. I just, for some There's reason knew so it. so many. Well, cause it lived in you. It was just yes. it's a lived in experience. It lives in you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. 
everyone, wait. he has a fan that he wait, just whipped out of nowhere. Please do that again. I need to it's get a, a screenshot fan. of that. I need right? a screenshot of that. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I also wanted to share, I feel like Halloween... That was incredible, but it's everyone's holiday, and I wanted to share. Snoop Dogg posted this yesterday, guys, which I thought was funny, or a couple of days ago. It says, "Fuck you, mean you don't celebrate Halloween. All that makeup, skin toner, f- false lashes, fake nails, and weave, bitch. This is your day." <laughs> I thought it was so good. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so true. <clears throat> do you and James ever scare each other? My favorite thing to do is scare James. And um, oh, speaking of. That was my vivid notification that James is in the driveway. Um, so um, James and I scare each other all the time. Well, we don't scare each other. I scare James. So every night he gets into bed and every night I do the annoying thing. I go, oh, can I get a bubbly water? Or I I'll saw like, that. <laughs> on, I saw your TikTok or your reel. I'll ask for something. <laughs> and okay. he's such a lovely, wonderful human being that he'll say, okay, baby. Yeah. What do you want? And he'll go get it. And as soon as he leaves, I like quickly jump out of bed, run down the hallway and into the bathroom. <laughs> so that way when he's coming down the dark hallway, I can jump out and I go, Rah! And he goes, Ugh! and he gets so mad and almost punches me. And then he goes, okay, so I did something very sneaky last night. He was watching Midnight Mass on Netflix, oh, which is a good. scary show. Oh, yeah, I need to watch that. And I looked on the camera at the house and we have a Vivint security system, and you can unlock the doors remotely. And when you unlock them, they go, <laughs> and they open. And he's sitting there, and I look on the thing. It's all dark. He's got the dog. He's sitting there watching TV. And I look, and then I push the button, and the front door goes, and you see him pop up and look behind him. And then he gets up real slow and, like, walks to the door and, like, opens it. And then you see him start texting me, is that you? And as he's doing that, I push the button for the other door. It unlocks that one. And then he FaceTimes me. And in that moment, I was like, hey, I'm just on set. What's going on? And he's like, wait, please tell me that was you. I'm like, what's me? Babe, I'm, I'm on set. I'm sorry. I got to go. And I hang up. And then he's like, please tell me you're unlocking the doors. I'm like, yes. I'm oh my God. Ashley, and then I go a- on the speaker and I go, whoa, oh, 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 oh. What a random question you evil. asked. And he has like the most elaborate setup from the night before. Wait, that he did yesterday. So good. So good. I don't know. It's the friends with Lance Bass thing because Lance does all of his scares oh, on right, his husband. Right, right. Yes. Right. He's the mayor. He's the mayor. Yeah. He's our mayor. He's our leader. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, well, Ellen, like, now it's Lance. Uh, uh, can... Mm-hmm. can <laughs> Can I know first that, it like, was Rosie? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, they really get nicer and nicer as you go because you just yes. can't get you can't get nicer than Lance. Anyway, um, okay. I, I, if you have time, would you mind telling the story of how James proposed? Just because I feel like it's almost as great as the story of your meeting. So picture it, <laughs> November, twenty twenty. Um, real shitty year for most of the world. Real great month for us um, because we got to get engaged. And um, oh wait, I have it, to pause you there. Yeah. How does a gay couple decide who's going to do the proposing? Right? Is it just whoever goes first? No. So here's no. the whole thing. No, it's yeah. it's no. really interesting. It's because re- there are no rules, right? And that's what happened when yeah. we when we put together our whole marriage and engagement and everything. So there are no rules. And I always joke with him. I'm like, I'm going to ask you. And then he's like, no, I'm asking you. And I'm like, okay, but I want a flash mob. And he's like, okay, uh, 
crap. And so now he's like talking to my friends, like, how do I do a flash mob? And he's trying to like put it together because I want it to be like some great spectacle. Like at the end of No Strings Attached. Yes. Luckily, COVID happened. So that got him out of the box. I don't mean luckily COVID happened. Obviously, it's a horrible, horrible pandemic. Luckily for him, as far as having to plan a engagement for me, there was a pandemic where he couldn't, he had an out to say, I can't get a bunch of people around you because it's not safe. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go now and strike while I don't have to do a flash mob. Mm -hmm. And also being together in the pandemic um, was a way for us to realize, okay, this is our person. Like we were obsessed with hanging out with each other. And That's so nice to hear. Yeah. He's, he wrote a song for me because we always try to find our song and it's if you go to People Magazine, there's in just Google People Magazine, Jonathan and James, there's like you can see the song and you can see the v- proposal video and the whole thing. It's all there. But James and I or James wrote a song for me because we had never picked our song. We were like, what's our song going to be? And every time we listened to one, it just wouldn't have the right lyrics. And we're like, this isn't it. This isn't it. Mm-hmm. And we could never find one. So I it's Thanksgiving weekend. A few of my family members had been flown in and tested and everything, and that we were all hanging out in the backyard. And he goes, oh, you have to do, we're doing wedding uh, family photos for Christmas. I go, oh, okay. And his friend Eric just happened to be there taking photos. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, have him come by. And I was like, why is Eric in Palm Springs? That's such a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Not a coincidence. Um, mm. So Eric comes over and we t- go to take pictures. We all get all dressed up and... My sister goes, John, Johnny, come out here real quick. And I run outside and there's music playing in the backyard, like beautifully and loud. And he's holding a sign that says, we never did find our song. So I wrote one for us. And he had a song written, recorded, mastered with like Grammy winning artists and Grammy winning composers. And he pulled in all of his favors the song is on Spotify. It's called Our Song by James Vaughn. And I walk out in the backyard. The song's playing. And he just says, and then held up another sign that said, just listen. And I walk over to him, and it's him singing. It's like, baby, ain't this life a little crazy? And I'm like, wait, that's you singing. And he's like, just listen, just listen. And, like, it's the most beautiful words oh I've ever God. heard in a song in my life. His voice is so good. He has such a good voice. And he's singing it. And I'm just like, drip, just like, I don't, it just completely crazy. And then he gets down on one knee and then I start freaking out and I start ugly crying everywhere. It's the ugliest cry you'll ever see in your life. And it's all in the, it's all in the video at People Magazine or on our Instagram. You can watch it on my Instagram, IGTV. And I just start bawling my eyes out and he asked me to marry him and he had rings for us. So he had designed a ring for me and him at K Jewelers, which is, because what he ran into the problem of like walking into jewelry stores and being like, I need to propose to my boyfriend and them not having an answer of like mm-hmm. what to do or getting a weird look because he was a guy proposing to a guy. So he's like, this is weird that it just, the, the jewelry industry just sucks. Mm-hmm. Like they absolutely are horrible when it comes to like two men's rings. There's mm-hmm. nothing made for men wow. for this moment. There's like men's rings yeah. and you can just grind to and yeah, figure it out. But there's nothing specific. Cause like, when you get engaged, we both want to wear a ring for the engagement and we mm-hmm. both want to wear a ring for the wedding. So what do you do? Well, Neil Lane, get on that. Yeah, bro. he designed a ring for me that where the diamonds face out on the band, like on the edge of the band, they face out. And then when we get married, you flip it around. It's right here. I took it off because I was shooting. Oh, that's yesterday. so cool. I don't want to lose it. Hold on, hold on. It's right here. Holding on. Uh, 
Um, so thoughtful. My my fear of losing my wedding ring while I'm filming and like taking it to work and leaving it on the mm-hmm. makeup. I'm you like, leave it there or no, you leave it at home. So oh, no, I'm wow. back to that's when I go to work. beautiful. All the diamonds. Wow. Oh, that's so nice. So and then when we wear it out like this. And then when we get married, we flip it and the wedding band faces out oh. and the diamonds, the diamonds now face me because we're together forever. So life's more beautiful when I look down, but during the engagement, the oh diamonds face out yeah. so the world can see we're engaged. That's Aww. so thoughtful. And so oh, we both so have sweet. them and then in the ceremony we'll flip them. But the coolest thing we did was when he designed this with K Jewelers, they were like, they really loved it. And he said, why isn't this available to all men? Like anyone right. that wants to buy one. Right. And we worked with them and pushed and pushed. And as of June 1st, 2021 <gasps> this year, K Jewelers is the first major retailer to sell a gay wedding slash engagement ring. Wow. Uh, made four men, four gay couples, uh, marketed to gay couples as an actual like LGBTQ plus ring. So cool. No wow. major retailer in the world has ever done that. Ever. Oh, well, that is I hope massive. I hope James is getting some uh, commission off that idea. That no, historic. we don't no, actually we don't get paid for any of the rings or really? we don't get paid for the sales. Holy shit. But that but you did something, something great for the world. Yeah. It's that's for the world. I have a and, question. Does James yes. have the same ring? Yep. Okay. We both were the same one. And then we just flip it at the wedding. Okay. And we don't even switch rings. We just flip them. So we're really proud to be working with Kay for that because that was a really cool thing for them to do. Wow. And uh, it's it's just really cool to, like, do something because, like, we have to make our own traditions as, like, a gay couple. And, yeah. like, we'll come back on and do a, our whole wedding because we have so many things that we're starting, new traditions we're starting for our wedding, wow. like our Safe and Celebrated campaign, which is a place to go for uh, LGBTQ plus people that are getting married from their engagement to their honeymoon. And, like, where do you go? Like, the first hotel we went to to get married at said no. And so we got, like, yeah. punched in the gut. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. but we're like engaged and we're so happy and excited. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, you're gay. You can't come. So it just felt yeah. awful. I just got asked to be a groomswoman in my friend Emil and AJ's wedding. And they, I, I, I don't want to speak for them, but I think they had a similar experience where he was telling me they had to go to different places in Mexico and see where they would even allow for them to get married. And yep. I was like, wow, that's something I would never have to deal with. And yep. people don't realize still, like in 2021, how many things. That's absolutely. But, but also, can I just say real camp- quick, the Go fact ahead. that he wrote a song for you, I feel like you guys are like real life David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek. Like, do you, <laughs> Kinda. Do you watch Schitt's yeah. Creek? Do you like uh-huh. relate to those characters? A at little all? bit. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, you have to watch, listen to our song. So the, but the, our song, again, all the stuff we're doing, like when we got engaged, we realized that our wedding's no longer about us. It's about the whole community. Mm-hmm. Cause like, if they're saying no to the dude from mm-hmm. Mean Girls to get married at their, at their venue, yeah. what are they saying to the kids in Michigan? Right. Like who, how are they being treated? So mm-hmm. from the moment we wrote the song, he wrote the song, our song, it's not just our song for like me and James, mm-hmm. it's our song for like the whole community. It's like a love oh song God. for two men. So anyone can mm-hmm. use it at their wedding. The ring at K Jewelers is called Our Ring by James and Jonathan. It's mm-hmm. not it's not our ring for me and James. It's our ring for the community. We wow. plan to add to it and create more in the collection there. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's very, everything we're doing is safe and celebrated. It's not okay to walk in and be safe for your wedding. You have to be able to walk in and be celebrated. So safe and like toleration is no longer for gay weddings Mm -hmm. it's got to be celebration yeah so we're creating a giant resource where everyone can go that's gay that wants to get married 
And from their engagements, their honeymoon, they can go to our resource and be like, okay, what do I do for tuxes? What do I do for dresses? Yeah. Who do I call for flowers? Mm-hmm. Where do I get married? What are the venues that can, I can go to where I'm going to call them? And they're going to be like, you can say, oh, you can be a girl and say, hey, I want to marry my, I'm getting ready to marry my wife. And they say, oh my gosh, we're so excited. That's so fun. Okay. How can we help? Like that's the only response that's allowed now. Mm-hmm. Right. They yeah, can't right. say, well, everyone we should do be that. getting that response. Yeah. And they that's don't. It's the crazy biggest thing in the world. Like, that they're, that they're wow. still not getting that well, response. I'm glad you're building, you know, awareness mm. for that and you're sharing that. And I think more people should be cognizant of that because it is something that that the world needs to work on. But that's so you're such a beautiful person. You've like done oh. so much. I feel like for that community, <laughs> just by uh, being on the nod and the, and the Christmas yeah, movie you know, and Lifetime we're, we're and saying, I love you. Yeah, that's like, that's so cool that you do all that with your platform. Well, Jonathan, we can't let you go without talking about the burn book, uh, yep. the burn cookbook. God, don't say the burn, you the know bur- what. No, the, burn cook, the burn, the burn cookbook. cookbook by Jonathan Bennett came out three years ago. What is your favorite recipe in this book and what's a great recipe for fall? Okay, two great recipes from the Burn Cookbook. The Burn Cookbook is, it's not a regular cookbook, it's a cool cookbook, and it's recipes <laughs> to feed your inner plastic. So it's an unauthorized, unofficial parody cookbook for Mean Girls fans. We have everything in the book from fetch a chini Alfredo to it's not ah. regular guac, it's cool guac. We have um, Gretchen's Wieners. which are little pigs in a blanket. We have everything in the book that's super fun. But what's so great about the book, it's not just a recipe book. It's a book, it's an experience book. So it's the perfect book for you and your friend, you and your girlfriends to have an awesome night in, drink awesome shooters, soak up each other's awesomeness and sit around (laughs) and like, there's stories in the book, there's games, there's a drinking game, there's quizzes, there's so many activities in the book you do while you're, There's, there's a bunch of drink recipes. We have the, too gay to function Cosmo. So we have. Is the, there a toaster strudel in there? Um, no, legally we can't have that, gotcha. but there is a strawberry. Is there puff a pastry. you go Glen Coco <laughs> oh, Coco yeah, Puff? Oh no, I didn't think of that. Bitch, yes, I did. Of course I did. There is the <laughs> you go Glen hot cocoa. I um I bought a cake for I had a really great work week this month, and I bought a cake for myself, which I never eat cake, but I like carrot cake. And I wrote you go Glen Coco on it because I wanted to celebrate myself because I'm like, I never celebrate myself. And Danny p- reposted it. Amazing. Who plays it? And he commented, You totally go here. And I was like, My life is made. Yeah, he's so fun. It, yeah, so it's a good. really fun recipe. The best recipes in there are, I'd say, the it's not regular guac, it's cool guac. Is mm-hmm. uh, everyone loves that it's really one? Good. And then the other one that people really like for fall is the Aaron Samuels actual mom's chicken stuffed shells, which are Ooh. jumbo Ooh, pasta shells mm. filled with shredded chicken, uh, stuffing, cheese, and a little bit of cream of mushroom soup and mayo rolled up, mm. put inside there. They're like these little bites of fall because they taste like stuffing and chicken and cheese. Mm. They taste like fall. So they're really, really good. And also, what a yes, great gift please. for the holidays, like to give it's a friend, like anyone. It's such yep. a good gift. It's people at the holidays. It really does well. People, I mean, it, it people buy it and give it with like a, a great bottle of pink rosé. It's mm-hmm. the perfect thing for a bachelorette party, for a housewarming party, for just a birthday party, for the holidays. Like show up with like the pink book with a, a bottle of pink rosé and a pink bag mm-hmm. and everyone's so happy. 
Love it. Well, you're, you've been a joy. I can literally talk on a podcast with you for hours and hours. Do you want to be our official fourth co-host? Oh. Yes. So really excited <laughs> to announce today that we, I am officially joining <laughs> as the fourth co-host of the podcast. So you heard it here first, folks. Yay. We love you so much. Thank you for everything you do for the world. And thanks for taking the time to talk to us. So happy. Thank you guys. Love you. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Happy October 3rd, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't get it. Podcast.